0: Hey, Starburns listeners, Ben Schwartz here, and I'm here to plug, here I go. I am in a new movie with Noelle Wells on Netflix. It is called Happy Anniversary. It is out right now. You, All you have to do is basically go on your computer or whatever device you want. You just click on it, and there we are. It's, it's me. It's Noelle Wells, and it's the story of a couple on their three-year anniversary. They wake up, and on that moment, Noelle's character is done. She feels like she doesn't think she can take any more of the relationship. And throughout the course of the movie, which takes place in, over the course of 24 hours, you flash back to all the good, the bad everything that encompasses this relationship to try to find out if these two actually will stay together or if they won't stay together. It's right now, it is a romantic comedy, me and Noel Wells, written and directed by Jared Stern, Netflix, happy anniversary, Starburns, lots of words, ending with exclamation, when's it gonna end? It just did. Another tag! And now it's done. It's the Starburns Industries Tape of the Month Club. 12 original cassette tapes delivered to your door. Each month, you'll receive a crisp new cassette tape of auditory delights made by some of the most funky and creative artists around. Featuring Dino Stamatopoulos, Natalie Palamides, Johnny Pemberton, Dan Harmon, future Ladies of Wrestling, Alan Resnick and Dina Kalberman, Dynasty Handbag, Jeff B. Davis, Rob Schraub, Lance Bangs, DJ Doug Pound, Cron, Open Mike Eagle, Ron Lynch, and on and on and on. And on subscribe now $13 get you a crisp unique tape in the mail each month for $20 you receive a portable cassette player so you can listen to your tapes on the go here's how to order for credit card customers please call 747-888-0945 that's 747-888-0945 Or save COD charges and log onto the World Wide Web at d.rip forward slash sbi dash p r e s s. It's a good deal. It's a good show.
1: Hey, what's up, everybody? Uh, It's me, Steve. I'm about to call busy, who just got back from New York. And I had a stress test this morning, and she had a doctor's appointment, so we're having to do a phone episode, but uh, it's better than nothing, right? Um, voice call. Here we go. Hello? Oh, hello. Can you, can you hear me? Hear me? I, <laughs> yeah, can you hear yeah. me? You can hear I can, I can. Okay, what are you doing, sitting in your car?
2: Uh, I'm sitting in my car. I just ate a salad. <laughs> I tried to book a massage for myself for after my meetings today, but there's only this one guy available at the place. And <laughs> I had a weird massage with him, and yeah. I don't want to feel weird.
1: I have a friend um, that had... I know. I know a lot of people that have had quote-unquote weird massages that fucking made him uncomfortable
2: well you know i was like we've haven't we talked about this like where i legitimately had a masseuse like put his hand in my vagina when i was like 24
1: i don't know if we have but i know this has happened to so many people that i I lose track
2: his the whole side of his hand up inside my vagina and i was like so terrified And it was at a really fancy, it was at like, um, it was at a really fancy place in Chicago. Yeah. And I remember feeling like I was like, oh, in my head, like I froze. And I was like, oh, surely that was a mistake. We've talked about this on the pod. I feel like we've talked about it. Have we not?
1: We might have. But I I have a friend who had a very similar experience. So I, I get them mixed up, I think.
2: Yeah. Well, and then like when, you know, all the hashtag me too stuff started coming out and then it was like, that one massage place, Massage Envy, literally had like yeah. over 300 complaints yep. against it yep. for people basically doing that exact thing. Like, it's just fucking weird, man. I mean, like, oh. I like massages a lot. <laughs> I would, I, <laughs> but I, <laughs> but I don't need, I don't need my like vaginal canal massage. Time you know?
1: for Yelp reviews.
2: Yeah. Um, speaking of which, I just left my OBGYN. How'd that go? Well, Steve, what we've got is just an episode of unusual bleeding with no, (laughs) (laughs) with no, with no explanation. And he was like, I, I like, love, I love my OBGYN so much. He's like this older man who's like seconds away from retirement. Yeah. He's delivered like fucking everybody's babies. Like, you know, like he's like, he like delivered Kim Kardashian's baby. Oh, yeah, yeah. Delivered, he delivered Lourdes Leon. Like he delivered, he may have actually delivered the Kardashians. He's like one of those, he's
1: he's like one of those veteran cops who it's like, any day now I'm... (laughs) I'm 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 I'm, I'm retiring in any day now.
2: That's why I mean basically every time I see him, he's so funny. But like he, there was a woman in the office that whose water had broken, and she was like, no, like going into labor. But he's so chill. He's like, I think I'm still going to be able to make it to my dentist appointment, and then I'll <laughs> I'll be able to get back to Cedars in order to deliver this baby. Oh my god, dentist. Yeah, so funny um but yeah so i don't know why i don't know what's going on he's like look this is how old are you now I'm like 38 he's like yeah. yeah well you know this happens to women around now and then as they get older i mean i don't take birth control pills because i can't right. have anything foreign foreign in my body right. you know, because for whatever reason by so, the way
1: um, by the way can you uh define unusual bleeding I we've been texting so I know but just so the listeners know well, what what I was, brought like, you gotten
2: in my, I had gotten my period I'm fairly regular and I like sort of keep track of my period but like yep. not that intensely but I'm you know like yep. in touch with my bod I know I really know when I'm ovulating I know when I'm like I know when I'm about to get my period like I'm just very aware of that
3: yeah and
2: so anyway I had gotten my period like end of last month like usual Mm -hmm. and it was normal and then and remember I had that weird ovary torsion thing and the cyst that was in September so it wasn't that long ago so anyway so I had my period at the end of last month like totally normal and then two weeks ago so like definitely not time out of nowhere i just like fully got my period again but like the whole thing like 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 cramps and like but like i don't know like just like it was just weird because i've never had that sort of like twice in one month bleeding thing which apparently my doctor informed me today a lot of women get this every so often. I just yeah. have never had it. Um But then like now it's like, it's been like a week and a half and I still, I'm still bleeding. Ugh. It's so upsetting. Um, I just hate it. It's like, and it's also like, see, this is just for our female listeners. You're not going to appreciate <laughs> that. It's like not enough blood to require a tampon. It's oh. like the most annoying amount of blood. It's like <laughs> enough. It's like enough to ruin your underwear, but like, <laughs> that, <laughs> but not require a tampon. Right. So, <laughs> so I don't know. It's just like a bummer. using, You know, so, Whoa. I'm just annoyed, and then also we're like taking the girls to a beach for spring break, and uh, <laughs> and I was like, "I just need to stop bleeding before I like get on the beach. You know what I mean, like I can't be dealing with this because again, like I said, I also hate tampons anyway. Have we talked about this on the on the pod
1: <laughs> i I think you've mentioned it.
2: I use the diva cup. I don't use a tampon
1: what what's a diva cup?
2: The Diva Cup is a reusable silicone, weird little cup thing that you shove up into your vaginal canal, and it, like, opens up, up and forms this barrier, and then, like, all the blood goes into the cup, and then at the end of the day, you just, like, empty the cup out. Whoa. <laughs> into the toilet. And then you wash it out, and, like, you can, um, you, like, boil water, like, every month or once your cycle. Psych- periods over you boil water and like you you know you like disinfect it or whatever and you wash it out you've got like there's like special soap you can use to wash it
1: right Uh, i fucking didn't even know about those i mean why would i i like
2: (laughs) it i just i don't know (laughs) tampons have always been really uncomfortable for me and like i just really really don't like them at all yeah and um and i don't know and so somebody suggested years ago Oh, my God. Actually, I was going to Coachella, and I got my period, which is, like, <laughs> the worst vibe of all time. Such a buzzkill. And I am, like, tampons make me so uncomfortable that I end up changing them, like, every time I pee. It right. also, like, just feels so wasteful in the, in, like, in the, for the environment and stuff. Yeah, sense. yeah, yeah. And so, anyway, I was going to Coachella, and I was like, fuck, I'm going to have to, like, go in those porta-potties and, like, change my tampon every two hours, and, ugh, it's so annoying, and I don't want to do it, and I went to... CBS and I saw that Diva Cup thing and I was like I'm going to give this a try and yeah. I have never looked back.
1: Game changer.
2: It was a real game changer and then I'm a big fan of the period underwear which would be great <laughs> if they wanted to sponsor the show.
1: Well, well I'll, I'll have uh, I'll have Starburns T-H- reach out to them.
2: T H I N X. And thinks I think they're also if you have any like preteen teen daughters because like when you my daughter's not there yet quite but i have friends with older daughters and like i guess you, i don't even remember this from being going through puberty when girls first start getting their periods it's very irregular it's like not every month and sure. they kind of like so you kind of like don't know ever when you're about to bleed so <laughs> yeah. which is why like there's always those like hard, like embarrassing like middle school stories of like girls like bleeding on <laughs> chairs and stuff
3: yeah yeah um
2: because it just like comes out of nowhere but so my friend's daughter wears the like period underwear when she thinks she's getting kind of close to her period and then she's like now you know like then she just feels like protected like she doesn't have to worry about it
1: oh there you go thanks
2: thanks um thanks
1: thanks see we already have a, a, a slogan for them
2: well, get, but hook it up. We should be getting paid.
1: All right, I'll uh, I'll have Starburns uh, reach out to them, for real.
2: Yeah, I don't know what their I don't know what their vibe is, but I'm a big fan. I love it. <laughs> um, maybe Diva Cup too. Listen, I'm all uh, about it. I'm
1: writing that down.
2: Yeah. So anyway, so what I have is an episode of unusual bleeding, which to me sounds like I'm in a fucking Harry Potter movie. <laughs>
1: Harry Potter and the episode of Unusual Bleeding
2: bleeding. (laughs) (laughs) that's
1: fucking that's my favorite episode
2: but then I literally was like am I going through menopause am I having early menopause and so then he looked I think I've said this before on the pod but he looked at my ovaries and he looked at my uterus and he's like your ovaries are very young.
1: Oh, nice! So, Congratu- <laughs> congratulations!
2: Yeah, I was real excited, and, and my uterus looked great. So my uterus looked great. <laughs> my ovaries were young. I had lots of follicles, whatever that <gasps> means. <laughs> I don't know what that I means. Don't, I don't. I mean, it means that I'm fertile. It means I could have another baby at fucking thirty-eight if I wanted.
1: Oh, to. Oh, there you go.
2: I don't want to, but um, I am having like weird baby fever. I like. It's not like I want to have a baby. Baby fever. It's not that I want to have a baby. I just want to hold one. Like, I just want, I want, oh my God, Steve, I'm going to start crying. Maybe it's just that I want the love that a baby offers, which is just like, babies just like love their mommies unconditionally and like, and all encompassing. Like, it's not even unconditional love. It's like, it's like. It's like they don't exist without you. Do you know what I mean? Absolutely. So like it's just it's just this very, very intense yeah. bond that you have with a with a baby under a year old. Get a um, dog. A mom. <laughs> that seems A unlikely and B
1: Not the same thing, I know.
2: <laughs> not the same thing. Um, how oh, how is New so York? Anyway. It was okay. It's yeah. weird. Yeah, it was all right. I saw The Mean Girls musical. I went to like the first friends and family invite a dress rehearsal. They're going up I think the beginning of next month they they open, but it was so good. I was like blown away. I think it's cool. be a huge hit. Yeah. Who's in it? And I don't know. Just kid I mean young 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 Broadway <clears throat> stars.
3: Wow, cool. Um
2: but Tina Fey uh and her husband Mm -hmm. you know worked on it together because he writes music so she did you know she helped adapt it from the her movie obviously and then um, her husband wrote the music and i can't remember who does the lyrics the songs are great the the young actors who star in it are incredible and they've like updated it and it feels very timely and cool cool, and like it was great and then i went (laughs) and saw our friend gillian jacobs yeah. play kings uh-huh. and a man had a fucking heart attack in the middle of the play no I mean, the play.
3: Oh, yes. no i've
2: never had it well first of all i had like kind of had dinner plans with a group of friends oh, uh Jesus. From after the play because the play is short it's like 90 minutes no intermission
3: uh you're
2: in you're out play about lobbyists in D.C. Wow. Kings, and Gillian Jacobs stars in it, with a girl who's on that show Worst Week, uh, uh, no, Worst Week, that's not a show, I. you're the worst, you're the worst. Oh, Aya. I read the, Aya, Aya Cash, yeah. Yeah, I love she, Aya. She, yeah, they were great, um, and then there was another actress and an actor in it. Anyway, it was a really interesting, good play, and that girl, Sarah Burgess, wrote it, who's uh-huh. A TV writer, mostly. I think, also a playwright, obviously. Um, so, anyway, quick play, ninety minutes. In, you're in, you're out. Um, about one hour into the play. Well, okay, I started like it was a small theater, yeah, and you know, it was like sort of not performed in the round, but pe- but on both sides there, in and, and so then it was, um, oh, you right. know, whatever you know, up on both sides. Uh So on my side, I started noticing, first of all, they tell you before the play starts, like there's no ins and outs. All right. So like, you know, whatever. So (laughs) I noticed that these women are like walking quietly down the stairs on my side, like, to the left of me mm-hmm. and then there's like ushers they're being very quiet but it was like while the play was like a little started to be a little distracting and then the ushers <laughs> and then i noticed an usher walk up to the top of the stairs i didn't want to turn around you know i'm still trying to watch the play sure and then i watched another and then i saw this guy come in with a headset who looks like a little bit more official <laughs> and and then it was like Jesus. started. then i kind of heard someone talking behind me like Like almost like full volume talking And at that point I was like well some shit's going on I kind of tried to turn around I saw a man That looked like he was passed out I was like fuck Um, An older man like probably In his late 60s maybe early 70s Jesus Then the actors are on stage Aya it was Aya was on stage With the older actor Who (laughs) plays the senator I can't remember his name I don't don't remember his name yeah he's on some show people like a lot I can't remember. <laughs> anyway like something like i've never something i've never seen like the practice or something like that.
1: <laughs> oh, okay um
2: is that a show that's not even a show anymore what's the one with the good wife like i think he was on the good wife <laughs> it was a um, josh charles no 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 he was he's an older actor okay, like gotcha. a distinguished looking gentleman <laughs> um so anyway
1: did he look like a late in life male model
2: no he didn't he didn't (laughs) he looks like a like a distinguished older man who would play a state senator or possibly a lawyer on a procedural gotcha a new you know just like a real new york actor anyway they're on stage and then you hear like a voice come over the loudspeaker that says actors please exit the stage ladies and gentlemen please remain in your seats We have a medical emergency in the theater. We're going to turn up the house lights now. Aya Cash's face, she was like, what the fuck is happening? She's like, what? They clearly had never happened. No. For them. No. They kind of just like, it's a very intimate staging. It's not like a Broadway huge theater type thing. Um, So they kind of sort of just like walk off stage, like in a very abrupt, awkward manner. The lights go up and then... I turn around because I'm like, wait, what is this happening? And I see, and there's this like older man surrounded by people, and he's kind Ugh. of like in and out of consciousness. Ugh. They tried to stand him up; he couldn't stand up. Oh, he goes back down. He starts, then he starts talking, and then I was like, I don't want to be rude. I've had medical emergencies in public. Obviously, it is like to to add to the like horrifying and. Im- and, like, sometimes truly embarrassing nature of your body being human. Yeah. Like, then to have to do that in public and have a bunch of people looking at you, I was like, I'm just not, I don't want to look. Because, like, he should just, especially if he's fucking dying, there's nothing I can do. And, like, I just want him to have privacy with his, like, family or whatever. So oh. then you hear the sirens. We hear the sirens. The paramedics come in. They go up the stairs. They took his vitals. I, you know, they were like trying to de- trying to, I guess, determine if he was stable enough to move. Like, I, it was very unclear what all was going on. All in, it was like an hour stop in the middle of. The Jesus thing. Christ! A lot of people left, <clears throat> and like truly, I would have left, but Gillian's obviously, like a very dear friend of mine. Yeah. And I felt like, and I knew I'm not going to be, I'm not going to get another chance to see this play because it's only out <clears throat> for like a month, yep. another month. Yep. So I was like, well, I'm just going to, you know this i'm gonna not obviously not make it to this dinner that i had planned and i'm just gonna like stay here and wait and hopefully you know and like obviously the most important thing is that this man is okay and you know it's not about my being inconvenienced
3: obviously Yeah, yeah yeah
2: so they finally the pyramid it was tricky because he was literally sitting at the very top of the um audience all the way up the stairs so they had to get like a special gurney thing that could like go up and down the stairs. Jesus. And I think that was why it took so long. But then finally they like got him down the stairs on the stretcher. He was, Oh, he was conscious and like talking at that point. I don't know if they gave him a shot. I don't know what exactly happened. Cause if, I also was like, maybe he was having a stroke.
3: Uh-huh.
2: Um, you know, there were many things that it could have been. Or maybe he was having AFib. Like, I don't know. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Why are you laughing at me? Because I just, like, go through all the things. That uh, yeah. Have you, you've got it. <laughs>
1: okay. you, you have a checklist.
2: <laughs> so, anyway, he, they got him out. People started applauding, which made me uncomfortable. <laughs> and what? I don't know, because it made me uncomfortable, like, I don't know, and then he gave kind of like a half-hearted wave, like it was, it was like so, it was so human, it made me feel so sad. And that's like, like when
1: they take a player off the field who's injured themselves in football.
2: And, yeah, like that, except not at all. Like this is just like a man who went to see a play and then fell. And
1: totally <laughs> Ill. Oh Jesus!
2: It was, yeah, it was. That's so weird. Up. A lot of some people laughed, the audience, like you know they lost some audience members as to be expected, I think, because it was like an hour wait.
1: Yeah, that's, a while.
2: um, and then, <sighs> uh, and then, yeah. And then it was like, and then it was done and then, uh, he left and then they resumed the play and it was sort of awkward. And then that awkward thing happened where like the actor tried to like make Kind of like a joke before they started the play again.
3: Oh man!
1: Break
2: it, breaking the third wall. Yeah. But you know, like you can't do that because people want to always be heard. Mm-hmm. So then, like two older audience members, like sort of yelled stuff out at him, and then I was like, "Guys, just stop! Please stop! Like, just like, can we just watch the like?"
1: <laughs> oh yeah. So yeah. That's exciting. You know
2: what I thought it was. I mean, it was like definitely something that I've never experienced in a New York theater before. I know plenty of people who've like had have been in Broadway shows or have seen Broadway shows and they've had medical emergencies in the audience. And that's what they do. They just actors, please leave the stage or they put the curtain down and then they attend to the person in the audience and continue the show when they can. But um, wow. it seems like I felt good that like it seems like the man was OK. Good
1: what did so, uh what did gillian and i have to say about all that afterwards
2: they were just they, they said it was really weird they were just like they didn't have a lot of information backstage um the stage managers was just telling them to hold tight that the paramedics were trying to get the guy out of there and that he seemed <laughs> like he was okay like he didn't seem like he was about to die so that was good <laughs> and uh and gillian was like and i was just trying to like stay focused and like in it you know yeah because it's not easy to take like an hour break in the middle of a 90 minute play right but you know what i mean so yeah so they had to come back for like the last 30 minutes of the show um and i imagine it felt weird to do that but the show was good
1: by the way the actor's name is zach grenier
2: yeah zach grenier that's right
1: that's correct. And you were right. He's on The Good Wife and he was on Deadwood yeah. and 24 yeah. and uh, if you look him up any anyone who feels like it, you would recognize him from a million things. He's a character yeah, actor.
2: Yeah, and he was like he was like de- like yeah, definitely like someone in the audience like like yelled out like what would like one of his previous characters <laughs> like what would Alex turtle say about this one or something like that and i was like shut up Yeah, it's so uncool I do you think you need to be heard right now
1: yeah that's like, uncool shut
2: the fuck up yeah um so uncool so uncool <laughs> um so well yeah, that was my glad experience. everyone's and okay then, yeah everyone is okay and then i just had like weirdly i can't tell if i'm like Hyper emotional because I'm always hyper emotional. Traveling makes me hyper emotional. Daylight savings makes me hyper emotional. Yeah. Um. Maybe my my episode of unusual bleeding maybe is making me hyper emotional. <laughs> <laughs> and I had like I worked on Monday and that was okay and then I did a trampoline workout that I found in New York.
1: Oh uh, um, yeah, I saw that. that.
2: Was real fucking hard and my inner thighs are so sore today Oh, two days later it's always two days later you know steve
1: yeah yeah It that is weird how that happens i'm always like yeah. the day after i'm always like oh i must be getting stronger because i don't hurt and then the next day I'm, <laughs> yeah, i can never move
2: i can barely walk yeah um so yeah and i had some i have meetings and I had all kinds of stuff
1: happening. Yeah, it's weird. Uh, is flying makes me emotional too, because you're in a you're in a airport or a, it's mostly the airports where there's people who are saying goodbye to each other or reuniting, and there's just all sorts of emotions in the airport. And I also, I every time I get off of a flight, I feel. <laughs> I have this weird feeling walking through the airport after a flight that I've just cheated death. I feel really amazing after a flight. Like, oh my God, I just flew. That was amazing. I'm alive. (laughs) Every time.
2: That's cool that you feel that way. It must be nice.
1: Not bad. Almost makes the flying worth it. Almost.
2: I mean, I don't mind... Flying anymore? I went through a real period of time where I was terrified by it, and I would have panic attacks, and it triggered my anxiety. Me too. Um, but I have gotten over that. I've gotten over that. I I did halfway through my flight. Remember that I had a CBD and THC gummy in my purse, and I was like, sweet
1: chow down. I, uh, yeah, I didn't, there was a period where I didn't fly for like 10 years because I had had a panic attack on a plane, which was unrelated, I'm sure, to the flight, but just because it happened on a plane, I would associate flying with panic attacks. And so I just didn't fly for 10 years because I was too afraid to.
2: Um, you didn't think about like Xanax or...
1: No, I don't like, I don't like taking stuff, but once I started my antidepressant and, uh, got my anxiety under control. I I've ha- had no problem flying
2: since. Um yeah, I mean like yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know, Steve. I'm having a moment. Well, I just I just tweeted sometimes it's easier when there's actually something wrong because yes. both with my thyroid and with my episode of unusual bleeding, I'm feeling like, what the fuck is going on with me? Like, it's like, it doesn't, I don't know, just doesn't make me, that just doesn't make any sense.
1: It could also just be stress.
2: I have a lot of that. Yeah. A lot, a lot, a lot of (laughs) that. I know. Yeah. (laughs) I just went,
1: yesterday I went uh, back to my meditation teacher for a refresher because I've really. Do
2: you do TM?
1: Yeah, and I've been slacking off for months now. They
2: feel like TM is like a cult. Is that true?
1: Well, mine my meditation is Vedic, which I always say it's like TM, but without the price tag. You know, it's TM came out of Vedic meditation, and um, but it's the same. You use a mantra, and it's incredible like it saved me you know back when my dad passed away i was i went into such a deep depression yeah and then uh someone was like you should try meditation and i finally just gave in and was like fuck it i'll give it a try and yeah it really really i i can't even say how much it helped with with my depression and um
2: it's
1: you should try it i can hook you up with my my teacher he's amazing um and uh but it's weird that the times when i stop doing it are always the times when i should be doing it the most like when i get busy yeah, I,
2: like the truth of everything you know? yeah
1: like when i get busy or really stressed i'm like I, I can't do this right now i gotta go you know when in fact it would make a huge huge difference so i went back for a refresher uh, yesterday and it was awesome
2: Oh, that's good. Because I, I was, think I should need to get into that.
1: Because I was stressed out about my stress <laughs> stress test.
2: Well, you were like really upset that you couldn't drink coffee, and we'll talk about your stress test maybe next week when you have your results. I'm so curious to hear what happened. I
1: know I was bummed that they didn't. I will just let people know that it was. You know, they said they called me a few days ago, and they're like, "Okay, so don't drink caffeine." 24 hours before your stress test, so 9:30 yesterday morning till 9:30 today, couldn't ah! have, couldn't have caffeine, and for most of the day I was okay, and then later in the day is when I started getting headaches, and then um, they're also like so also three hours before the stress test, t- stop eating, don't eat anything, and then I go in and um so I'm hungry and I'm a little on edge because I'm not caffeinated. And, uh, I was all the most stressful part of this was the fact that they call it a nuclear stress test, which is, I sent you a photo of my, they, they put an IV in my hand Yeah. and then they inject a radioactive isotope like a dye into your vein and then you have to sit for 45 minutes and let it go through your bloodstream and go through your heart. And, yeah. then, and then you go into a room and you sit on this chair that kind of rotates about 90 degrees over 15 minutes and they scan your heart. Uh, and then after that, then you go into a room with a treadmill and you fucking, they get your heart rate they, they boost your heart rate 85% of what it normally is. So it was like 160. Um, and so you're walking on this treadmill for like 15 minutes, you know, and, it, and they keep getting steeper and steeper. I mean, it's typical right. treadmill shit. It wasn't that bad. But then while, once they get your heart rate to like 85%, um, then a guy comes in the room and injects another, dose of that fucking radioactive Ah! dye into your bloodstream while your heart is pumping really fast and then um and then you have to hold that for a few minutes keep that heart rate up and then you go back in and they take they scan your heart again so they, they can get a comparison and um while i was on the treadmill the not the doctor but the the lab tech who's in there with me monitoring me I was, I was like, yeah, I, uh, you know, I think I, I, I've been getting, I don't know if it, it's like a heart palpitation. It feels like my heart is skipping a beat, and he's looking at my, at the the readout, and he's like, oh yeah, he's like, I can see right here, you're not skipping a beat, you're actually getting an extra beat, and so I didn't know that. And he's, like, what know, does he's, that mean? I don't know. I won't know till Monday. But he's like, and it's coming from an area of the heart that heartbeats don't come from like he said, your heart beats from the top down. Like it pushes down like a cylinder. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And he's like, this extra beat is coming from the bottom of your heart. (laughs) I know. And I don't know what that means. And he's like, he's like, here's what he goes. He goes, it's usually not fatal.
2: (laughs) No, you're fucking kidding me. No,
1: I go, Oh, I'm glad it's usually not fatal. Um, but he's like, everything else looks, you know, what I as a tech can say looks fine. Um, yeah. And, uh, yeah, so I'll find out Monday, but.
2: I'm glad you did it.
1: <laughs> so am I, man. It wasn't as bad as, it, just like everything else, it wasn't as bad as I made it out to be in my head before. Yeah. Um. But yeah, think and, that
2: there's something weird that, like, since we started doing this podcast? I feel like we're both falling apart, or do you think that, like... (laughs) Yes. Or do you think, like, we were always falling apart, but now we just talk about it? Like, I can't tell. I
1: think we were always falling apart, but now we're doing something about it, which is great.
2: I know. I know I said, like, 2018 was my year. I was going to, like, really get it all figured out health-wise, but...
1: Are you crying?
2: Yes. (laughs) But But so far, I just feel like... Like everything is falling apart and I have no answers, you know. Uh,
1: that's uh, I think that's part of getting older. I think you know. You talk to anybody. Only
2: of thirty-eight.
1: I know. <laughs> <laughs> Just wait till you're try forty-nine.
2: I don't. I don't know at this rate. If, <laughs> if
3: well,
1: I'm look, amazing. I I wouldn't get upset about any of this. I think it's good that we're like. Honest to God, if we weren't doing this podcast, I probably would have kept putting this kind of shit off.
2: I know, I know, me too. But then maybe, maybe there is something to Janine. You know what I mean? Like maybe there is something to uh, like here, I'll take a picture of myself crying, and you can post it. <laughs>
1: <laughs> no, I, there's nothing to Janine. I, I, I think that's really sad, and uh, it honestly it makes me mad too that she's not checking herself out because you could find something in an early stage and do shit about it. You know,
2: I look like shit. I'm not sending you that picture. (laughs) (laughs) Um, (laughs) Oh my God. Oh my God.
1: No, I mean this morning when I was going in, I was like, wow, I could have easily just rescheduled this again, like for the 10th time. But, uh, part of me was like I need to practice what I preach on this fucking podcast about when you feel something's off go get it checked out you know
2: we gotta practice what we preach
1: Ex- yeah exactly
2: <laughs> I think they're also I'm gonna try maybe I'll get my hormones checked <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: no, I think everything seems to be in order. <laughs> oh, by the uh, way. God.
2: What? I'm going... Okay, also, Jason Manzuka said he wanted to do the podcast, so he's... Good. ...going to give me some dates, and then we're going to have Ike Baronholtz on in two weeks. And hopefully uh, to,
1: Kev- Kevin to Smith. To about
2: some stuff, and your friend Kevin Smith, and... I was trying to think if Michelle had anything to talk about, but she didn't. Doesn't have any medical stuff.
3: So yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't
1: yeah.
2: know. She's like a unicorn. I don't know. If she's ever going to have any.
1: By the way, when I was at my um, uh, meditation instructor's house yesterday, he told me that, and I'm going to. I think I'm going to try this. I, I've always been a huge. Uh, skeptic when it comes to quote unquote healers.
2: Ah! Oh, I think I'm going to go to one. What are you, who are you going to?
1: Okay, I will tell you about it. He said he drove down to fucking San Diego. All right, to that's see that's a guy because his friend who lives in England flies right. out to flies out to San Diego like once a year just to see this guy. And he said, my friend, he He said, my friend is like the biggest skeptic and said, this dude has changed his life. And so my teacher went down there yesterday and he's like, dude, he was telling me shit that I had been experiencing that nobody fucking knows. And he was just, he said it was weird. He said it was really weird because the guy is like, you know, putting his hand over parts of your body to feel energy and like. It's weird, like new age oh, type shit.
2: This, oh wait, is this the thing? Honest to God, I think James Vanderbeek's brother does this. It's <laughs> like it like combines basically like it's like Reiki, but it's not like where he'll like he'll like be massaging like sort of a, massaging, adjusting an area, and he'll like get to your knee, and he'll be like, "I'm gonna count backwards from your age," and yeah. he and he's like. You know 38 37 36 whatever and then he get and then he gets to a number and he's like what happened at 15 yeah and you're like what and you're he's like what happened to you at age 15 yeah what traumatic event happened to you yeah and then you like ghost you like tell him some things and then he's like that's it that's the thing we're gonna let it go right now
1: yeah it's kind like, of like that, that. What that guy does? it's kind of like that shit and he said he would also like He's like, he, he told him to put his arm out in front of him, like straight out in front of him. And he, he, the, the quote unquote doctor guy would push down on his hand and said, resist, resist my, me pushing down with, with, uh, with your hand. And so he'd do that with different, like, like medicine, not medicine. I, it's really hard to explain, but he would mention different things or no, he would like touch him on the chin where he's like this is your hypothalamus and we had touch him on the ch- chin my, f- my teacher couldn't lift his hand anymore like weird shit and he's like so we need to work on you know something in your hypothalamus it was weird shit but I was like I, I could give that a try <laughs> I'm
2: kind of down with all of it like um, I don't know Jen Gotch has been going to this girl that does Reiki healing I was thinking about giving her a call i feel like yeah it's time to just let's get all hands on deck like (laughs) and it's all that shit is like
1: just natural organic it's like it's not gonna hurt me so if it doesn't help me you know no love lost
2: right unless you're paying a lot of money for it that's what ends up happening like when people get taken by like oh god remember that movie man in the moon about oh uh, oh,
1: yeah yeah that's a bummer like
2: just like at the end, where he just like yep. has the realization, while yep. you know, ugh,
1: yeah, that that healer was totally was full, was scamming just like full everybody.
2: Shit. Yeah, like he was his whole life, right? <laughs> kind of, wasn't yeah. That like the whole wasn't that kind of the point? Like he was like, you know, the most nut- like he like had been doing these bits his whole life. Yeah. And then yep. Here he was, and he was being taken by a guy just doing a bit. Yeah um well you know so like there's that that sucks i'm not in that <laughs> but i'll try anything but i'll try anything else
1: yeah i it's figure
2: yeah i'm still like and steve i'm also like my ears still hurt i had a lot of pain on the plane with the sinuses that oh yeah of control. haven't still fucking haven't heard back about the second biopsy for that underneath nodule the anterior nodule hasn't come back yet
1: I feel like you should call them because maybe they just got it back and they're like oh that's normal too and
2: no my doctor is so conscientious he literally like called me as soon as that report came in right I think it just got they got split up because they're considered two separate things and I think that they got run at just totally different times you know so we just have to wait it's been a while it's been too long. I agree. Okay. I agree. Get so that. it's too long to not know whether or not I'm going to have to like have surgery because I have cancer, you know?
3: Yeah.
1: You're
2: t- I'm going to, I'm like airing air er, I'm airing on the side of, I am trying to live as if I don't believe that that is what's about to happen to me, but sure. there's like a small, small percentage chance that that could be what's happening.
1: I mean, a small percentage. I I feel it's probably fine. Um, I do too. This is probably why you're having a, a, a episode of unusual bleeding. Is because all this fucking stress. Yeah, maybe. It's a lot of
2: shit. I also just yeah. Maybe my body's just like we're done. We'll
1: um, stop. Um, what's what's next <sighs> on the, on the health front for <laughs> for you?
2: Well, I do want to. Th- I mean. I got to get this crying under control and, like, my, like, being so fucking sad all the time. So I'm going to, like, either, and then I'm just trying to, like, expend, expend, no. What's the right word? Oh, God, all these sirens. What's going on? Bev Hills. Bev Hills is really having some emergencies today.
1: Shit, I was in Bev Hills. We could have done this uh, together in the car. <laughs> I had my shit with me I didn't know you were in I thought you were in Larchmont or something
2: no 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 I was in Bev Hills at my doc um, so, so I can like. my doctor said not next period <laughs> uh, but the next one you go in on the third day of your period and you get a blood test and they can check your hormones it has to be on the third day wow before the sun sets on the third No, before day. the sun sets. <laughs> no, I'm kidding, I'm kidding. <laughs> That's from the Little Mermaid. Oh. That's the thing she says in the Little Mermaid. I was gonna say she has, to, she has to get the prince to kiss her before the sun sets on the third. I was gonna
1: say that sounds like some biblical <laughs> shit right there. <laughs> no, it's not true. <laughs> you have and then you have to so, put your blood over the doorway <laughs> or your firstborn will be killed by the by the devil.
2: they just come and take your firstborn from you. Um, (laughs) I'm like, sorry, Bertie. Um, So, yeah, so I might do that to get my hormones checked because then once I determine if it's just purely a psychological breakdown that I'm having, then I'm going to go and see a psychiatrist. I am just trying not to jump too quickly to the antidepressants for myself only because there's it feels weird to me like there's something physiologically going on and so Mm -hmm. i want to like make sure that i check all those things out before i start taking anti-d's
1: but you could Um, still at least be going to a a therapist just for talk therapy
2: i go to talk therapy oh you do okay good. good yeah oh but you know what my friend uh my friend who's an actress recommended like a life coach to me oh which is interesting an interesting idea
1: what do they do
2: i don't know (laughs) (laughs) they take your money and tell you what to do with your life
1: (laughs) they coach you
2: i would be maybe down for a life coach
1: give it a Um, shot (laughs) we'll give us something to talk about
2: I think it be, might be interesting. She apparently coaches some pretty big people. So maybe there's something to it. There's a method to the madness. Oh, Dr. Crane told me an interesting story today. My OBGYN. Yeah. Uh, you may know Dr. Crane from keeping up with the Kardashians. Um, <laughs> I, I know him from my pap smears and having his hand inside my vagina. Um, uh. He told me that there was this internist that he really liked this young guy in Beverly Hills that he, well, he used to refer a lot of patients to because he, he thought he was really good yeah. and then a year ago the guy decided he was going to become a concierge doctor and he charges people $55,000 a year Whoa. to be their doctor and so I guess he determined that he needed he, he would just have a practice of 50 people who would pay $55,000 a year Whoa. and he, and like he got it and that's like not covered by your insurance obviously you know what I mean
1: I am so speechless
2: isn't that fucking crazy
1: is he like on call then like you can call him in the middle of the night and say Anytime. "Fucking
2: yeah 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 he's a concierge doctor who comes to your house like whatever yes but fucking $55,000 a year
1: god damn that's crazy that's
2: how rich people do it Steve that's how rich people do it
1: I would love to be able to do that. Just an on-call guy.
2: Have you ever tried any of those apps, like Heal or No, no like Heals massages? all right. never mind.
1: But I <laughs> think I have a lot. <laughs> I have a lot of them on my phone, but I've never actually used them.
2: Or like what? Are, there's like you know MD on call or whatever.
1: Um, I'm gonna look one up right now. I'm just, uh, where the fuck is it? Did I delete it? I might have deleted it. <laughs> oh, Doctor on Demand—that's one that I have.
2: There's also there's a pediatric one that my friends use uh, for their kids, uh-huh. which seems kind of amazing. Because like, I do have to say that is sort of the bummer of a pediatrician. Like for well kid checks and shots and stuff like that, it's chill, but to drag a sick child into a pediatrician's office is such a bummer. Yeah. You know, like, yeah. And like, I mean, obviously we all do it, right. We like lug them across town, like <laughs> shivering in the backseat or whatever, but like, it would be nice to have pediatricians. that just when your kid is really sick with an ear infection or whatever, they can just come to your house. At
1: oh, that'd be amazing. And,
3: yeah. Like,
2: Cause uh, always like the ear, when you have a little kid, <laughs> Birdie was really prone to ear infections. Cricket, thank God, didn't wasn't one of the toddlers that got them. It's yeah. just something that happens when they're like between you know like one and four, and they get a lot of some certain kids get a lot of ear infections. Um, their little their eustachian tubes aren't big enough yep. to drain. There you go. So anyway, Birdie was one of those kids, like almost a candidate for tubes in her ears, but we didn't do it. Mm-hmm. Um, but like those ear infections. <laughs> like would without fail hit at eleven thirty at night every fucking always time. yeah yeah every time it would be like she was kind of sick kind of sick and then 11 30 at night wake up screaming yep with an ear infection yep um it's the
1: way like most people will also get sick on the weekend right and have to wait until monday <sighs>
2: Right. Ugh. My kid's pediatrician does have this amazing thing where he opened um, his practice, opened a weekend clinic. That's like just a walk in. It's basically an urgent care, but for kids, a pediatric urgent care. Oh, and it's open to like anyone in the city can go to it. You don't have to be a member of the practice to go to it. But like, wow, it's yeah, but it's awesome because, you know, that like. On the weekends, if your kid gets sick from 8 a.m. to 5 p.m., you can go in Saturday or Sunday to the pediatrician's office. It's a pretty great business model. I'm sure they're doing smart really well doing it.
1: Oh, my Um, God. Almost makes me want to have kids.
2: (laughs) Come on. (laughs) Almost. I'm sad when people don't have children. Really? I know that sounds judgy, yeah. I mean, I try not to be judgy, but I just, like, kids are the worst, but they're also, like, it's the only, you know, but it also feels like it's, like, the only thing we're really supposed to do.
1: Kind of, yeah.
2: I mean, make the world a better place, you know, put stuff that's great into the universe and the world. Well, it, also, like, create great people to continue that, you Well, know? but
1: also, you know, when my dad was dying and I spent so much time in the hospital with him, I was like, "What the fuck is it going to be like when I'm dying and I have no kids?"
2: You'll have like your friends will come visit. Sarah Silverman will come visit you. I'll
1: have, yeah, I'll have my friends and nurses. I'll
2: but, come visit you. Th-
1: <laughs> Thanks.
2: You'll de- you're definitely going to die before me. Bring
1: bring your kid. Oh, Unless- for sure. <laughs> I'm like more than ten years older. Than, I'm like eleven yeah. years older. I'll bring
2: birdie and cricket, and men die before women anyway. I'll bring birdie and cricket. We'll pretend. <laughs> <your kids>. uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> and maybe if you like have like some sort of like you know amnesia or whatever, I'll be like just tell, just say oh. like, Dad, thank you so much for. Your- <laughs>
1: <laughs> 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 oh my god! I think we have a potential business here. Where you hire actors to go to hospitals and pretend to be people's family.
2: Oh my god. That maybe this sounds like a movie. Yeah. It sounds like a dark, like sundance lab movie about like a girl who's like, you know, goes to hospitals and finds people that have like Alzheimer's or whatever and goes and visits them and pretends that they're her family. Ooh,
1: let's write this up. This could be on the blacklist. Like
2: she lost her own family. And so she, This is how she like, whatever.
3: Oh my god! Um, I love it.
2: See, look, I got a million ideas, Steve. A million. <laughs> Nobody fucking wants them. Um, I got real, I got real bummed on um this business again too. Why? I have some like I don't know, man. Is it because you've been, been doing press? Me? Yeah, you know that. You know that. Yeah, yeah. that like hurts. Hurts my soul. That's it's n- weird. It's no fun. It's weird like it's a, don't like for the people listening like it's, when you when we say it's no fun it's not like it's hard to explain like because it feels like I don't know like it feels like you it feels like it's not part of the thing that you do but I know it is part of the thing that you do but like It's it the feels, least fun
1: part of the thing that you do. It just
2: like it but it also kind of just sometimes makes me feel really bad about myself. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. That's the thing. Like, these photo shoots and getting hair and makeup and, like... And and I do think, like, something weird is happening to me where, like... You know, when I was younger and, like, didn't... I really... I know this seems so weird, but, like, in my 20s when I was, like, in White Chicks and on Dawson's Creek and whatever, I, like, truly like had a lot more self-love in terms of like my body and like my I don't know like I just feel like in the last decade of my career I've I've allowed the like bullshit of this industry to like permeate my brain and fuck me up whereas like weirdly you would think I would be super susceptible to it in my 20s but like the opposite happened and like you know, and I like rail against it, it like is in direct opposition to all of my beliefs and like my belief system. Mm -hmm. So it's like really complicated, because I know what I believe to be true. And I know what I see in other people. And I know what I want my daughters to grow up thinking. And then at the same time, I'm like, you're fat, and you're ugly, and you're old. You know what I mean? (laughs) Like, 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 it sucks. It fucking sucks.
1: Well, yeah, I mean, I think for most people, it's Easier to be enthusiastic about it when you first start working and are booking jobs, you're like, oh, my God, this is so exciting. And, you know, after a decade or two, it just the, the reality of it. I know, all... but like
2: I'm better looking now and thinner now than mm-hmm. I was when I was twenty five. Mm-hmm. Truly like that. I can say that objectively. We can look at two photos of you, <laughs> and like that is one hundred percent fact. Sure, But I feel worse about myself. I have lower self-esteem in terms of my appearance and body now than I did when I was 25. When I was 25, I was like, fuck it. Fuck it. it. Like, oh my God, do you know what this director said to me once on Dawson's Creek? First of all, people were super fucking like, like, you know, all, I'm so happy that things like seem to be shifting in our industry. I don't know. Again, we talked about this last week. I'm on, I'm not on a TV show right now, so I don't know what the changes feel like. And I certainly don't know what they'll feel like for young women starting in this industry at like, you know, I started at age 19, you know, or like in your early twenties, like what that is. But when I was on Dawson's Creek, I had one director say to me, um, don't worry. It's, I was having trouble. Uh, it was a word perfect show, you know. Like you had to, you had to have every line exactly as written. Yeah. Um, and I was having trouble with a with a little speech or something. And the director came up to me and he like kind of whispered to me, like, "Honestly, don't really worry about it because I'm gonna mostly just cut to Katie and her face because um, that's where the money is for us." Ugh. And I was like, "What?" What a fucking gum like, Yeah, because that's where that's where the money is for us. Is that fucking beautiful face? You know, also like the implication clearly being like we're not going to cut to your face, bitch. You know what I mean? And then, uh, and then I had the there was a woman that was only there for a short period of time doing costumes, um, wardrobe, and she said to me on my first fitting. I was like bigger. Like I said, like I was like a big, bigger size than I am now. Uh Um, I was a size eight. Okay. (laughs) And uh, she said, I think that what the trick with you and your body is, because your body is like a little tricky is that we just will accentuate your boobs as much as possible. And then like try to show off your, your legs um, from like mid side down. And then we'll just try to hide the middle.
1: Ugh, what a fucking asshole.
2: (laughs) Fucking hide the middle. So many that's the name of my autobiography.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Please no. So many fucking assholes in this fucking business. Yeah. Ugh just who fucking says that to a kid just fucking matter of factly. Go go fuck yourself.
2: Yeah, I was twenty one, I think. Yeah, twenty one. I hope they fucking I mean, I, yeah, lose all
1: like, their teeth and hair.
2: I know. Well, I think that you know we can all we we can like logic it out and know that like you know people are fundamentally unhappy people and it comes stems from that. Like I was mean girls um, recently by an actress and uh, and it felt really shitty uh-huh. and like and like embarrassing and like all of the things and then you know and then like you spend like 10, twenty minutes thinking about it and I'm like oh well you know
1: she's miserable
2: she's not a happy person so nope. like, what are you going to do you know like you just got to like wipe your fucking tears and move on
1: yeah take the high road
3: <laughs> fuck, uh,
1: fuck these people
3: <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah I guess where's their fucking hit podcast
3: <laughs> Are you calling this a hit podcast?
1: <laughs> I think it's well on its way. This is our thirtieth episode. I think.
2: What? We really did it. Did you get those pictures I just sent you?
1: Uh, let me look. I'm recording on my phone. So, oh wait. <laughs> oh my God! Busy. You really were crying.
2: I really, really were. I really was crying. Um. It's pretty intense that um this this these kids did this walkout today. It's pretty dope.
1: Love it. I fucking I love, love it. it. Too. That shit has got to end.
2: Um yeah, well they've gotta like get rid of these A K fifteens or whatever. Is that what they are? A K fifteen?
1: Uh A R. AR-15. fifteen. AR fifteens. Yeah um you're thinking the ak-47 which is another uh <laughs> horrible high-powered
2: assault rifle y- yep mm. i had to shoot a bunch of those military guns for um vice principals for a thing that was cut which i was really bummed that it was cut but um it was a flashback sequence Can i tell you this already i can never i don't know what we've talked about
1: i know i'm the same way
2: we should like keep some sort of list. Maybe we could get. Maybe when we we're really successful, we could get like uh, an assistant. No, nope, like... don't say that. <laughs> <laughs>
3: I
1: don't want those emails to start coming in again.
2: Um. Well, yeah, you're right. You're right. Um. <laughs> wait, what was I saying? I was saying something. Was saying oh, something you were. You had something. to shoot guns saying, for oh, yeah. for vice principal. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. And so I had to. Sh- I shot one of those. Uh, AK forty seven, no AR fifteen, AR fifteen, and the and an AK forty seven. Um, and I had never in my life shot a gun before. Oh wow! It was the first time I went and did this. Like we were gun training with this dude who does does this with actors yeah. for you know like military training and stuff. Yeah, and it was um like truly terrifying in the beginning right like mm-hmm. i was really scared of course and um and then like within 5 minutes i was like oh i could do this all the time and it's so fucking easy so easy oh, and, yeah. like so easy to hit a fucking target like it's not hard like i was just it was like it just it really solidified to me that like these weapons no one should be able to have these weapons except for military personnel yeah do you know what i mean yeah, yeah. Or, like police i don't
1: because have a problem was, like- i don't have a problem with people having handguns or a shotgun for protection in their house but you don't need a fucking <laughs> an army fucking uh issued assault rifle
2: no you do not nobody do needs not. that no one needs that or like maybe there's like if you're like a you know, a person that, like, it makes you hard or whatever, I don't know, like, I guess that's probably <laughs> a thing like, maybe there's just, like, a place where you can, like, go and borrow the gun and shoot it for a while, and then that's it, you can't own it you know, well, yeah, there you should have like, there are like, like places they want the thrill of, like yeah, the shooting range I went to like, there was this, like, outdoor weird range thing, which also freaked me the fuck out, but because I was like, is someone gonna just, like wildly miss their thing and the bullet's going to like fly over here. Um <laughs> sure. But yeah, like yeah, like I guess like if people if these people that are like so fucking gung-ho that these AR15s need to be available to the general public, maybe we can just have them like on lock up and you can like go once a week and like get hard and shoot them, you know.
3: <laughs>
1: and hard. then go
2: fucking ma- masturbate in your car. Like <laughs> <I don't know. laughs>
1: Oh, man, I just shot a AR-15. I'm going to go jack off it. in my truck.
2: <laughs> well, I don't understand why else they fucking need them. I, the only thing I can attach it to is that they need it for their dicks. But, like, you know...
1: Well it they're just Well, like the mo-
2: that seems like the most logical thing to me is that they need it for their penises.
1: Well anyone they don't with need these, it for their penises. I know. A- anyone with anyone with all these guns are only using it on their property to shoot fucking cans and targets and
2: But like it's all to feel the like adrenaline, to feel the like excitement of the thing, right? Like that Yeah,
3: unless, yeah.
1: Unless
2: you're like or or they're like those weird militiamen. Which, those guys exist right <laughs>
1: yeah
2: or they're like when the government
1: yep when it all you know, goes to hell I need my all guns
2: I got my guns like yeah that's a terrible impression I apologize <laughs> um <laughs> I don't know if that's what they sound like I've never watched any of those shows <laughs> or like maybe doomsday Preppers probably want them for like zombie apocalypse vibes
1: yeah just uh, yeah yeah who knows?
2: It's deeply upsetting to me. Um, Our friend Morgan Murphy was in the Glendale Galleria bra shopping last weekend when there was an active shooter in the Glendale Galleria. She was put on lockdown. Did you see that?
1: Yeah, somebody tried to rob a jewelry store. Stupid. Fuck that, man. I'm never leaving the house again except to go to the doctors.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Oh, God. Um, well, we've covered a lot of ground. We
1: have. It's been an hour.
2: I hope I don't ever get shot.
1: It would. Uh, yeah, that wouldn't be a fun way to go out. I want to go in my sleep. You do? I do, but I, I want to also go where I, I'm able to say goodbye to everybody.
2: <laughs> did you? Did I ever tell you about my grandma dying? No like the greatest thing ever grandma moot it was it was like it's like literally the greatest death of all time and i would like hope that i could follow in her footsteps my grandma moot lived to be 92 93 and my mom's mom and she had been sort of deteriorating slowly but like she was okay but she was sort of she was not feeling great just it wasn't you know And, um, she like woke up on a Sunday morning. I'm going to start crying. Sorry, but I'm just emotional. She like woke up one Sunday morning and she said to my aunt who was living with her and taking care of her, I'm going to die this week. Call everyone. Uh, Call everyone. What? My grandma was also like very dramatic. Like she's my mom's mom. I come from like a long line of super dramatic, emotional, (laughs)
3: like
2: fucking fabulous women. Right? Uh Uh-huh. So I'm going to die this week, call everyone. She called everyone. My mom flew in. She stopped eating. She didn't want to eat anymore. And my mom flew in, my uncle flew in. Her sister and brother came. Yeah. And I was about to give birth to cricket. Like I was nine months pregnant, so I couldn't I couldn't fly. Yeah. Um but talked to her on the phone and she said goodbye to me and like, you know, that she loved me and was proud of me and that she would see me soon. And then on Thursday, everyone was sitting around with her and my uncle said, Hey mom, do you remember that joke that Macamac used to tell Macamac was her second husband? My, uh-huh. which, my, my mom's dad died very young of right. cancer. And yeah. so her second husband was Macamac. And he told the joke, it was some stupid golf joke because <laughs> they love to golf together. <laughs> yeah. And she, and she laughed. Mm and took a breath and died
1: whoa yeah that's incredible yes no pain nothing like no did no, they were
2: pain she didn't have there wasn't i think there was a maybe a hospice nurse that was like coming to check on her because she had she had stopped eating she didn't have cancer or anything she just um it was just her time she was ready just
1: natural causes
2: and she just decided that she was gonna die that week <laughs> and she stopped they say that sometimes you know like it's like also like like animals you know like um because we are obviously you know she stopped she stopped eating and then like i think a day or two before she had stopped drinking what like she didn't want to drink anything anymore oh wow and just
1: that's incredible yeah. and
2: before and like before my mom you know my mom was sitting with her before and she was saying things like um she was sort of like in and out of consciousness and saying things like like it's it's so beautiful it's like it's just so beautiful everything is just so beautiful it's flowers and roses and beautiful
3: Jesus
2: I know I know that's how my grandma died
1: That's a fucking that's like a man that's a good way to go out
2: I'm that's what I'm saying if I should be so lucky That's what my mom said too my mom was like jeez Louise can we all just be so lucky? For
1: real, <laughs> everyone should be that lucky. That's amazing. I know.
2: Well, she like was a really intense, strong woman who like you know, while her first husband was dying, and she had two kids that she still had to support. My mom was a little bit older and was already in college. Um, she put herself through graduate college to become uh, to get her master's degree in library sciences, so that she could have a job and support. Her kids, because her husband was dying, you know. Wow. And um, I know, I think she was like in her early 40s when that happened. Wow. I know, she was cool.
1: Sounds like it. Yeah. Let's, let's yeah. all let's all try and go out on a golf joke.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I gotta find out the joke. I'll ask my mom what the joke is. But it was like some joke that Mac, Mac used to love, and uh, and she like laughed and took a breath, and then she went.
1: Jesus Christ, that's fucking beautiful. That's amazing.
2: I know, I know, I know. And then I gave birth to Cricket, and I was just like, I just felt like her presence there. You know, like it was-
1: I've always. I used to have a joke where I, it's like, I have a fear that my last words are going to be, is this expired?
2: <laughs> <laughs>
1: and then I just, I know, fucking... the, thing
2: that's cra- <laughs> the thing that's crazy now is like, is like the last thing you post or like, you know, like, like oh, I, I literally just posted like me sitting in my car eating a salad, like. Is that what if I that would be so fucking sad? Like, don't let that be the last, like, just hack into my account and make it like some something else. If it's, yeah, if I, you know,
1: (laughs) yeah, you gotta choose your last words wisely.
2: I know, or like people's last tweets always bum me the fuck out. Uh, I don't know they're gonna die unless they do, and then that's different, but like most of the time, they don't know they're gonna die, and it's just like. Pasta for dinner? You
1: know, like oh. Have you ever been like scrolling through your people you follow on Instagram or Twitter or something, and you're like, oh my god, they're dead. Oh they're dead. Oh shit, they're dead.
2: No, Steve.
1: I'm following I'm still following like three three or four people friends who are dead, and I'm just like I can't um unfollow bring myself to unfollow. And it was the same way with this might make me cry. When my after my dad had died, for some reason, my parents' home phone number just comes up on caller ID as Douglas Ag. It doesn't say Mom and Dad. Right. And so, like a year after my dad, it was. It had been like a year, and my mom would call me, and it would just come up Douglas Ag. I was like, Oh, I got to change that. Just not even thinking about it. And I uh, I went into my contacts to edit it. And like, I just. Wait, what
2: happened? You got all muffly sounding.
1: Oh, shit. My hand. Sorry. My finger was over the. So I went in to change the name from Douglas AG to mom or Beverly AG. And I couldn't erase his fucking name. It was like Mm. fucking horrible. And it still comes up as. uh, I'm going to start crying. It still comes up as Douglas AG when my mom calls.
2: I get it. I do. Ugh. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I I didn't like unfollow my friend that died last year. She's, I can still, her Instagram's still up.
1: That's so weird. Like, there was a time, (laughs) there was a time when we didn't have social networking. When, so when someone passed away, like, there was nothing, (laughs) there there wasn't a lot of like, Shit left behind from the other than like you know if you had photos in a photo album or something.
2: But yeah, but you know what's weird? I haven't deleted. I was just looking. I haven't deleted any of my friends that have died from my phone either. My one friend died ten years ago. I haven't deleted it from my phone.
1: Yeah, that's weird. I I haven't. I haven't haven't either.
2: What are we holding on to? Just feels like. (laughs) Ugh. It just, <laughs> fuck. It it just feels like too
1: There's nothing wrong with now. it. There's nothing wrong with we, you know. It's not hurting anything by having him there.
2: No. No, it's true.
3: I'm not fucking note <laughs> <laughs> Have a great weekend, everybody. Come
1: <laughs> I, I, I'm laughing at the thought of these people who are listening to our podcast in a public setting who are maybe crying right now. They're, about their They're co workers. Right? <laughs> hey Don, what's wrong? Joan, you know, just listening to a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> just
2: thinking about my friends who are dead that I still follow on social media.
1: Oh, man. you know, Oh, yeah. You know what's weird is if you, you know, I have a bunch of songs, you know, not a playlist, but there are certain songs, like if I'm sad that I listen to, like Elliot yeah, yeah, Smith yeah. or The Eels or sure, something.
3: Sure. Always Elliot. Yeah. And if
1: you're listening to that music when you're scrolling through like Instagram photos and just imagining that one day all these people are going to be dead, then all of a sudden all those Wait, photos become so much more sad.
2: Wait, that's what I was doing. Wait, can you hear me? Yeah. I feel like something weird happened. Oh, okay. I hear you. That's what I was doing last night on the airplane, and I was, like, crying hysterically. <laughs> I was, like, listening to sad music. I had, like, kind of a rough day yesterday. Uh-huh. I was listening to sad music, and I was scrolling through photos of, like, Birdie at age four with yeah. Mark, like, playing. <laughs> she was like, I have this whole crazy series of... Yeah. Him doing, like, an airplane with her when she was, like, four years old. Uh-huh. And, uh, and I was just, like, sobbing hysterically. <laughs> <laughs> and then I remembered the pot gummy, and then I was like, everything's going to be fine. I'm going to take this. I'm going to get a little stoned on this airplane. And then
1: Have you ever... I ch- this what? is This is horrible. Sometimes I do it in my car. Mostly just in my car, but... And especially if there's sad music playing. I will... You, I will come up with eulogies for for my friends.
2: No fucking way. Yeah. Really?
1: Yeah, I'm like, oh, what if so-and-so fucking died? What would I say at their funeral? And I will just, like, out of boredom in traffic, just be eulogizing my, my
2: friends. That's really weird. No, Steve, I don't do that. When I was a kid, though, my anxiety was like, I would, I've talked about this, like, I had really bad Anxiety when I was a kid, and I would lay in bed at night and imagine like all of my friends and family being killed. Yeah. And like think about, like, and like walk myself through that, what, what that would be and what yeah. my life would be then and yeah. like, what would happen. And
1: I you think know, that's, like, I, I honestly think
2: hysterically. <laughs>
1: I honestly think that's normal. I, I've done that. I do yeah, that too.
2: Yeah. I think that's normal. I, when I'm like bored in my car, it used, to, I used to, I would just practice interviews. Like, <laughs> Like like I would practice just like talking and telling stories, you know? Yeah. But now I've got Instagram stories, so I guess that that just does that for me. That scratches that itch.
1: There you go. Now I
2: don't do anything in my car except like really just cry.
3: (laughs) (laughs) Oh man.
2: Alright. I've got two meetings I gotta go to. I'm gonna go get an ice cream tea and try to pull my shit together. I wish I had some makeup or something
1: on Uh. me well i mean just 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 hold off on crying for 15 minutes and you'll be fine
2: yeah maybe we'll see i don't know if that's possible at this point
1: well good talk sorry i think it's almost
2: i think it's almost possible i think i'm like i actually feel like weirdly like maybe i'm coming out of something you know maybe i'll come out on the other side
1: Of course you will.
2: Maybe once I stop bleeding, I'll stop crying. (laughs) All right, Steve. I got to go. Mark's calling me.
1: Uh, Have a good one. Uh, Take everything we say with a grain of salt, because we're We're no no doctors. doctors. Bye, Bye, Biz. Bye, guys.
0: It's a good show.
1: Hey, everyone. It's me, Steve. Ag, You know. i'm here to let you know that starburns audio has a new survey uh just go to starburns.audio slash survey um we're trying to get to know our listeners a little bit better uh and it only takes a few minutes i promise but uh it makes a massive difference to the podcasters at um starburns audio believe me we uh are trying to get to know a little bit more about you what you like what you don't like um Ideas you may have to make things run smoother. Um, this really is a helpful survey because um, currently podcasting is still kind of like the Wild West. We still don't know a lot. It's, uh, it's a new medium. Um, so your responses make everything a lot easier. Uh, it's incredibly helpful and uh, incredibly quick. So again, just go to starburns.audio survey. And uh, fill it out. Help, help a brother out. All
0: right? <laughs> Thanks, guys. Hello. I'm Dave Ross Hey, and I'm Hampton Young And we host Suicide Buddies on Starburns Audio That's right, it's a podcast about suicide But not to make light of it We actually talk about suicidal thoughts, depression Kind of with a sense of levity that Dave and I have with each other he's my best friend, come on Yeah, we're buddies (laughs) Suicide Buddies (laughs) That's the title One of our favorite episodes that we've recorded so far Is about this guy Jan Pataki Who was a Polish aristocrat in the 19th century Mm -hmm. And he, uh, one of the reasons it's possible that he killed himself, <laughs> is that he thought he was a werewolf. Oh, check out a clip.
2: It also makes me
0: think like we were talking about in the Norway uh, black metal
2: episode how, like, just the culture of your surroundings can affect you. Like, yeah. he's in
0: a castle in Poland. <laughs> he's
2: like, I mean, if yeah. you lived in
0: a castle in Poland and no one knew anything about anything, you might be like, I'm a bat. I'm probably a bat. <laughs> <laughs> That's like literally what happened to Batman. He literally is in his mansion. He's like, you know what? Fuck it. I'm, I'm a bat. bat. I'm a bat. I'm, I'm a bat. bat. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a bat. bat that helps people. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a bat that helps people. I'm a I'm a rich... I don't know what you want from me. And uh,
3: my, and my girlfriend,
0: r- she's a cat. She's a cat. My she, girlfriend's she, a cat. She steals things. She's a mm. woman who steals things. She's a cat. I'm a I, bat. I'm a bat people. She's a cat. We fight a penguin. My
3: yeah. <laughs>